Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm one half of you presenting Joe. I'm Stu Riffin. Joining me always is Christopher Glasson. Hello. Hiya, mate. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm not too bad. Our guest who will introduce in a second just posed the question. I was like, I'm not sure if I know. (laughs) What was the question? I'm not sure what day it is. And I was like, uh, shit, what day is it? I've lost track of time. Oh. Time and space. Do you know what? Like, I'll, I'll bring Gal. Uh, well, we bring today's guest in. It's the wonderful Gal Porter. Hello. Hi there. Hello. I'm so <laughs> happy to see you both. Honestly, uh, you've made my day. I'm not just saying this because, you know, I love you both so much. But to be doing this again, I'm so happy before Edinburgh. And uh, I'm having like imposter syndrome. I don't even know what's going on. So I love you both. So thank you. Oh, Let's- Gal, our pleasure. You look great. Um, I don't know if they're new glasses, Ooh, but I don't know. It's working. I just cleaned them. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> well, look, one of the things that um, we, we we should talk about um, before we do anything is uh, Gal Porter, lady of many talents. Mm. You're now going to Edinburgh, to the Fringe, and I've not spoke to you about this yet. I know you mentioned it to me when we last saw each other briefly. So... Tell us what it's called and tell us what it is. Are you doing stand up? Is it an evening with Gal? What 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 is it? Well, <laughs> I think I'm having a wee tiny mental breakdown. <laughs> so um, it's called Hung, Drawn, and Porter. I like what you done there. Which I thought was quite a good quite a good name, but um, basically. Yeah, it's a we it's a it's a story for an hour, but it's a lot of stand up in the story. So it's things that have happened to me in my life, which you guys have known me for a long time, and it's not normal. And so it's kind of like doing, <laughs> doing the funny things, funny things, but also we're gonna have like five minutes of really seriously talking about mental health. Mm-hmm. And um not to bring everyone down, but just saying that, you know, you know, we can laugh, we can laugh, we can laugh, and then yeah. talk to you about mental health, and then by the end yeah. of it, I'll make you laugh again, hopefully. Yeah. Or, or make you cry. I don't know. So you're gonna fit you're gonna fit the serious bit in the middle. Well like, cause you cause you could start with it. Like people could show up and then you could just start berating them about mental health. Yeah. And then just leave walk off the stage and just be yeah. like, there you well, go. They don't they'd probably walk off. So that, that was the thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, where do I fit it in? And I spoke to you know Rich Wilson, you know yes. yeah. some lovely people. And they've mm. been so super kind and said, you know what? Do do the funny, funny like maybe wait until 40 minutes in when people are kind of hopefully not leaving the show and then you talk to them seriously about mental health issues mm. and looking after each other and being kind and then um, doing something funny at the end. So do you know what? I am really, really terrified, but I just want to get a whole bunch of messages in in an hour and that's my thing. I don't know what I'm I, thinking. I'm excited about this and like, like since you announced doing it and – I've got so many questions, um, and but, but even just when Stu's asked you that and your answer to that of like how you're going to do it with like a story, like a thread of a story format, that's so you, gal. Like, so it's really good that you're doing that. Like, you're, I think that's definitely to your strength to be a, you know, when you whenever you've come on our podcast, we've done the live shows together or whatever. 
I think what, you know, you recounting your stories and your life and your perspective on things is what makes you such a people people drawn to you and make people like have a good time with you. So, yeah, it sounds sounds excellent. But it's exactly what you guys do. You talk about everything. You involve everybody. You're so kind and so lovely, funny, serious. Oh, my gosh. I sound like a fangirl. Sorry. Out of here. But no. Ca- ca- carry on. Please carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so important. I just thought, oh, let's just... Just get some tissue and then you can... Uh... <laughs> I, I don't know why the tissue, because I'm going to have tissues for crying. Don't know why you need tissues, Chris. But, um... I'll be crying <laughs> out of something. Sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry, Gal. You're saying something nice, and I guess I couldn't handle it, so I decided to make some like ejaculation joke. Uh, you guys are so kind and also gross. <laughs> you know when you've got me on, it's like we're a wee tiny family. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. So. I've got a question about the. I mean, we'll get on to your your top five, and but also, what made you want to do mm. this? Because obviously, you know, everybody knows you for the stuff you've done on TV, the work you do within the mental health communities, you know. And so, what made you think? Do you know what's the most terrifying thing to do on the planet? <laughs> Stand up! I'm going to go and do that. <laughs> To be completely honest with you, I did a show last year with John Bishop and Tony Pitts and they just had me as a guest and it was really funny and really lovely. And I don't want to be disrespectful to TV, but, you know, you all read what's going on now. I don't want to do anything on telly. It's not, no. it doesn't, it's toxic and it's not nice. And I thought, do you know what? I'd rather try and make people laugh or do a story or whatever. You know, I'm not getting paid for it. Um, this is it's probably going to bankrupt me, but I don't care. Because I think, you know what, I've got something to say and I don't want to be on the telly box because, I mean, actually, can I ask you, both of you, what would you ever watch on the telly box? I mean, we can watch Netflix, we can watch Apple, we can watch... All the, I mean, The Chase, yeah, because I win that every night. Every <laughs> night. <laughs> I haven't watched regular TV in so, so long. No, I, I genuinely haven't. Like, yeah, Molly sometimes watches bits and pieces, but not really a lot either. Like, yeah, no, I don't watch any, any telly. There's nothing like, fun. There's nothing, you know, like back in the day when we we're doing Top of the Pops or you're doing Big Breakfast, we were just laughing nonstop about it, like just being happy. And then yeah. now I watch things, and it's either like I'm not going to talk about things that. Are on TV but it's like oh just I record the chase and then I phone up my daughter um at six o'clock because the chase is on from five to six and I went guess what mommy's done she went yeah you won the chase again but you're <laughs> you're at home mommy I was like yeah but I still won still won <laughs> it still counts and it's a, yeah it still counts um I, I I must say like your choice to do it I, I like she said as well it's like it's I can't think of many braver things to do than that. And I'm not trying to, like, wig you out and scare you about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think that, like, you know, I think you're going to, you'll smash it. Mm. And not to, uh, how you, pre- how have you sort of like, how are you preparing yourself for this? How have you got yourself to this situation? Right, hang on two seconds. Ziggy, this is my cat. Ziggy! <laughs> she's walked so basically I go Ziggy is this funny and she just walks away so no <laughs> just just to, just to interrupt there sorry but yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about like you know why would you choose to do that it's got to be terrifying you know where do you summon the braveness from totally forgetting that you projected your naked body on the houses of fucking parliament I did it I did. <laughs> no you didn't no did that's it. brave somebody else did that somebody else did that so they took away all my control so my control was taken away in 1999 when they took mm. obviously I knew about the picture we've talked about this mm. before they took yeah. the picture they projected it they put me in a really vulnerable position uh, totally fine don't get me wrong I still think wow that looks really wow that was a good arse but um, no, this is, um, I feel, I felt a little bit like, you know, when I was getting offers for different sort of reality shows and this, 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 and I thought, you know what, I'm, ter- I'm going to do something that absolutely terrifies me and not a reality show. I'm going to actually get up and talk to people and actually say to people how I'm feeling from the bottom of my heart. You might like it. You might not. Don't care. Not getting paid, but I'd rather not get paid for trying to be funny than um, getting um, 
like your naked image projected without your knowledge. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you get to own this, and you get to yeah. own this in Bonnie Scotland. I know my hometown. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. And you know what? I am just so excited because everyone in Scotland. I was up there last week, and um, everyone. You get off the train, and people go, "All right, wee man." So actually, the last time I went with my daughter, she's like, "Oh my gosh, everyone calls you wee man. Do they actually think you're a wee man because you've got no hair?" And I was like, "No, that's like a. It's just them being kind." She thought they thought I was a wee man. <laughs> she start defending you. Yeah. Leave my mum alone. <laughs> well, go. you've chosen um, for your top five. And, I mean, I don't know how you're going to narrow this down to five because I think when uh, you started writing them last night, everything was just popping in your head about all manner of bananas <laughs> things that, uh, that have happened to you. But um, I think we're going to go under the top five insane things I thought were normal when I was growing up in Scotland. <laughs> Can I just apologise now? Because poor... I'm so sorry, both of you, because I was just like, oh, that's a really good idea, and I've got insomnia, so I'll just keep sending you loads of messages. <laughs> well, what was weird was WhatsApp went down last night, gal. So, like, oh. I was like, I'm not getting any messages. Like, what's going on? And then, I, and then like, literally WhatsApp must have kicked back in. And she's, like, <laughs> she's got this avalanche of, like... I was like, and another thing, and another thing, and another thing. This is the joys of, like, living on your own with a cat and you've got insomnia and you've got imposter syndrome and you're really freaking out. I said, like, oh, just, like, keep sending Stu messages because I'm sure he's not got a life. But, you know, he's got a family. He's got... <laughs> you know what, Gal? If it makes your anxiety about it better, I say message Stu... At any time. I am, I am, always, I am yeah. always up for a chat. <laughs> always up for a 3 chat. 3 a.m., phone him up. Well, let me tell you, 3 a.m. this morning, mm-hmm. I got up for a wee and yeah. my daughter, who finished work at 10 p.m., wasn't home. <gasps> and and then anxiety. anxiety. literally ring, ring, no answers, no answers, no answers. Got my other daughter out of bed and said, can you please try and find where your sister is? Can you contact her on Snapchat or whatever app they use? Oh, she was last here half an hour ago, and where she was is not a nice place where I live. So, yeah, uh, about 3 a.m. this morning, we're in the cars, and we're we're driving around, oh, like, thinking something's happened. Is she what, mate? Yeah, she just comes strolling down the street with her mate. Just saying, oh, you know what's cute? I'm a detective Sorry. now. I'm actually a detective. <laughs> so if and a ghost to- hunter. Yeah, yeah. You've done it all. Anything, if you need anything from me, just call me because I watch those programs like Meet Mary Murder. Uh, that's not a good thing to put on Tinder, by the way. But um, like, <laughs> so I said, it sounds great in Scottish, by the way. Murder, yeah. murder. Murder. Um, so if you ever need a detective, just give me a call. It's totally fine. Fantastic. Track your, track Fantastic. Your way with down. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, what do you want to start with? Because um, there's, there, I mean. <laughs> two, two of the last ones you sent me uh, look absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I have got some questions about some of these because Stu's, I hope you don't mind, Gal, but Stu forward these on to me as well. So I've got some questions. Okay, yeah. Um, whiskey and baby milk bottles? <laughs> well... You know when you like. So shall we do this as a number five? This is one of the weird things you've grown up in Scotland, right? Let's let's have this as five. What what is whiskey in my? I, I guess it is a, it is is that true? Well, so the story goes. Obviously, I was a wee tiny baby, so you know I can't like tell it from like grown ups pers- pers- perspective. But my mum, she never used to go out very often, and if she did go out, um, and my dad was looking after me. Um, you know, she'd have a great night and she'd come home. She's like, oh, they used to call me Gailey Pops. She's like, Gailey Pops is fast asleep. And how did you do that to my dad? And he's like, well, you just put whiskey in the milk and then you go back to them. <laughs> and so that's how Jesus. my dad made me go to sleep. So that kind yeah. of sort of like, it makes me understand a lot of things that probably happened to me in a later <laughs> life. But yeah. He used to put whiskey in my milk because it would just make me go to... Wow. But the thing is, do you know what? He's dead. Yeah. You can't arrest him. So it's all... can't, yeah, he's, got, he's, he's, he's home free now. You can, you can, yeah, you can dish the dirt. Yeah. Have, did, did your parents do anything similar, Stu, to you? Yeah, they dipped my dummy in whiskey. 
okay. Mm-hmm. This is how we're all great friends. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I, I'll have you both know that my parents didn't do anything of the sort. Yeah. You uh, too, were you too out, out of your just... mind on the crystal meth they were feeding you. You don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> they just set up a mean bong for me <laughs> at one that was definitely uh, it was a bit of a thing I think like you know right. dip the kids like dip the kids dummy in like booze whatever it was I mean fucking madness isn't it but and also it was like know. if you if you were like teething and stuff teething these two whiskey- yeah 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 yeah. but whiskey like there's dipping it in a there's dipping it in a dummy where you're not going to get you're not going to keep much whiskey on there is it and then there's you know just mainlining it straight in with the milk <laughs> don't try and make it normal don't try and make it normal Chris it's not normal it's just not normal they were just getting us really drunk when we were tiny tiny wee tiny babies babies do not need a double whiskey and milk do they <laughs> <That's>, uh... <laughs> what is your favourite drink Cal? alcoholic oh um, if I had money I would like a glass of champagne but yeah. um, if not um, let me think yeah, it'd have to be something fizzy like a cava or something. Okay, okay. So it isn't whiskey then. No, no, no. So I, it hasn't. Yeah. It kind of like me off everything because you know when you're when you're at nursery and stuff, and they're going, "Oh, would you like a milk? Would you like orange juice?" I was going whiskey, and they're going, "Oh." She's, she's, <laughs> yeah, I had to sort of like wean myself off that when I was three. Fantastic, fantastic. So, um, before we get on to number four, how long are you going to be? in Edinburgh 4 and where where's the show going to be so <laughs> don't know why I'm laughing because I'm really freaking out now <laughs> I don't understand how I'm going to do this but I'm going to be at the assembly rooms which is the but I'm, I'm doing the club room which is in George Square and I'm doing the second until the 28th so I'm doing 26 days straight Oh my god! Wow. I've got section for twenty eight. So I'm really <laughs> what. When you look back, you'll be able to say what one you prefer. I know. I know. Who chooses? It's like, oh, do you know, mad. Let's give her twenty eight days in that place, and then she's now even more mad, and she thinks she's funny. So let's give her twenty six. So I'm obviously, I'm obviously going down the, you know, the numerical code. So I've done twenty eight days mental, twenty six days funny. 24, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do 24 days. Yeah, yeah, 20, uh, 24 days later, post, yeah. post, let's stand up. So has people like, um, you know, you said you don't know what you're going to do. It's, a, it's all a bit overwhelming at the moment. You've made a big decision. You're committed to it. Um, <clears throat> how have people like, I don't know if you've, you've obviously spoke to Rich and a few other stand-ups about this, like how are you going to prepare yourself to be able to do these, these 20, 28? 28. 28 days? Yeah. Uh, well, it's What's their tips? Yeah. But, um, well, Rich is, you know, the nicest human ever. And mm. we met up for um, a quick drink one afternoon and um, I was just chatting away to him. And he's just like, I went, do you want me to tell you the story of my, my stand-up after this? And he went, do you know what? Just actually sitting with you for an hour, you've got it. I was like, no, but I didn't even go to the, the, the stand-up. He's like, no, you're all right. You're fine. <laughs> um, everyone's been super lovely. And, um, you know, George and Gray that did Tall Dark Friend, everyone's just going, just do what you do and uh, don't let people knock you down. I think that's my biggest fear because I'm quite sensitive. And as much as I go, this is a great idea, I know that people are going to, there's going to be people that are not going to like it. And that's my main fear, um, reading things, people going, that wasn't funny. And uh, everyone's going, oh, just don't read it. Don't read it. But you, you, I'm sure you all read things about whatever you do or you don't want to, but you do. Yeah, and- yeah it's human human nature. I think it's- some people have mastered the art of not, but many yeah. of us will. But, yeah. And it's different for us because, like, nobody ever says anything nice about me and Chris. Everything is just a tirade of abuse, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so we, like, we I, I, pref- I, I prefer that in many ways. <laughs> I always say nice things about you. So, um, yeah. do you know what I've got? The thing is, like, when I spoke to Rich, an amazing human, so lovely, and I've got a whole... My friends actually phoned me an hour before I spoke to you now, and they were sitting in a, like, in a cafe going, we've got your back. And do you know what? Mm. That meant so much to me. The mm. fact that they took the time out to say that to me. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing such a terrible thing. And they went, no, we're going to be there. And they've all bought tickets for the first day. And I was like, oh, goodness me. I mean, you've all heard it before. And they went, no, we'll, we'll pretend to laugh. <laughs> oh, do you know what, Gal? There, there's enough people, you know, in your circle of friends yes, and, and wider that, 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 that love you, uh, you, you know, and for, for, for any kind of criticism that, that your show gets, Every other comedian's probably going to get some criticism Absolutely. because that's just the nature of the beast. But focus on the people that love you. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get that hate, and as long as you expect it, you're yeah. not going to be surprised if you. Yeah, and you're not. You're, mm. you're... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. No, and, and Gal, you're sort of, yeah, I, I think you'll be able to handle that as much as like anyone will. You know, if, you, if you get a bit of it, you might be a bit like, oh, but just, yeah, just revive, just what, what yeah. Shoop says, really. But also, the good thing about me going to Scotland is I know where most of these people live and I've got my two-second down black belt so I can find out, you know, just back Fuck away. them up. Exactly. <laughs> Set a keys exactly. in your hand and make it count. Just not, weigh not, into them in the crowd. I'm not going to kill like, anyone, but I'm going to go... I know where you live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm and just, just tell him, just tell him you know the other wee man, the gangster. Go and tell him the other wee man's going to go and see him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Number four. Which one are you going to go for? Right, you have to tell me because I sent you so many. Okay. Shoot, do you uh, want to pick one? Yes, yes. Uh, you told me you had a story about the proclaimers. Oh, I love the Proclaimers. I love the Proclaimers. So when I did a documentary about being mental, and I can say that because apparently it's woke, what's not. I, I am mental, so it's fine. So um, I did this documentary um, about my mental health and how people um, don't look after other people with mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we had a Proclaimers song um, on the end of the BAFTA award-winning documentary. but um, <laughs> And it was the Proclaimers singing uh, Sunshine on Leaf, which apparently apparently is a Hibs song. Uh, So I don't know if you know much about Scottish football. So there's like... She loves this song in terms of football as well. Yes. So you fit the mark for that. Is it a Hibs song? Is it Hibs? It is is a Hibs song, yeah. And Gal Porter, when you're done here today, go on YouTube (laughs) And put sunshine on leaf, Hibs fans. I'm not a football fan. We had Colin Murray come on the podcast years ago, and he chose top five songs sung by crowds at sports events. And he went, "Have you heard this?" And I was like, "No." And he played it to us. Oh my god! And like sunshine leaf is one of the most beautiful records ever made, anyway. And oh my god, yeah, to to hear that sung by forty thousand. Voices is pretty powerful stuff. Like, it's, it's that song that I don't know about you, but I cry every single time I hear it. Hundred percent. It makes me cry, and I yeah. love the playlist. But <laughs> so um, I was at—I think it was a V Festival years ago, because uh, obviously I don't know what festivals cool, but you know I went there, mm-hmm. free tickets, whatever. But 
not that good of three, but somebody was working there. So I'm not like a, a blagger. But um, I went into this wee tiny tent and the Proclaimers were playing. And I was like, oh, yeah. Wow. I get really excited because I was like, oh, it's my wee homies. Yeah, yeah. But they're not wee because they were really tall. And um, so they were like playing when we go, well, you send back a letter from America. And I was like, that's the Proclaimers, everyone. And all the English people were going, who? I was like, it's the Proclaimers. And then they were going, when we go, all right, Gail, all right, Gail. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. I'd rather I had that than pink. 100%. So they gave you a holler out while you were in the crowd? Yeah, so they're like, we go, all right, Gail, speak to you later. <laughs> <laughs> and then that just is kept amazing. Going. And I was like, and everyone's looking at me, and I'm like the smallest person in the crowd. They're going, who's Gail? <laughs> What's really interesting about them, and I'm, I'm a big fan of that band, um, as he's our, our mutual friend, Scroobius Pip, he's a huge fan of the Proclaimers as well. Um, and when you look at when they, they sort of broke through in sort of maybe 87, um, maybe, yeah, 87, 88, um, it was at a time when Scottish music was huge, you know, with the likes of Hue and Cry and Deacon Blue, Texas, um, Texas Delamitri, all of these Scottish bands that were like the you know, the, the biggest bands, you know, that were wet, 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 obviously, you know, huge bands, but all of them bands didn't really sing in their Scottish accents. I know. They all went American, and I never really understood that. I was like, I don't know. Not the Proclaimers. Not the Proclaimers. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 girl. Right. <laughs> I got 500 miles an hour. All right, girl, I'll speak to you later. All right, okay, <laughs> Oh, love them, love them, and uh, yeah, wonderful. Um, so is the fringe to, to, just to sort of go back to, to to the show and 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 what's going to be coming? Do you go to the fringe most years anyway as a spectator? Every year, because my mum used yeah. to take me when I was a wee tiny person, and um, I remember seeing um, David Williams and Matt Lucas right wow. at night, and there was like three. Oh gosh in the crowd and my mom's going why is why is the bald man wearing pants and i was like i was like mom just go with it it's fine and then we saw graham norton i think about midnight one night and there was about four people in the crowd and do you know what my mom was just all up for going to see new that's amazing and it's just so nice because that's what i'm going to do um go and see new acts because you know a lot of people go to see the big acts and all the rest of it which is lovely and great, but there's so many new people that are going there. And it's not cheap to go to the Edinburgh Festival. It's costing a lot of people a lot of money. And there's a lot of people putting their whole heart and soul into it. And yeah. um, it's just, you know, you want to see as many things as possible. But the whole, have you been, both of you? I haven't, no. No, no, no. I know, I know. It's it's something that I'm jealous of that you've gone so often. Um, there's a small chance we might get up there. At some point, yes, but, you can see my show now. Well, of mm. course, if we're if we're coming up, we got you're going to be on the you'll you'll be on the uh, you'll be first port of call. I'll give you a free ticket for your skin. Uh, oh no, no, we, <laughs> I, I think that's cheeky for us to be like, yeah, we're coming up, just uh, just waiting around for a free ticket. We've run we've run club nights long enough, gal, to not want to ask people for free shit. No, but I've also, you haven't asked. I've offered. And also, we've spoke to enough comedians that have hammered home the fact that it is not cheap as a comedian to <laughs> no, do yeah. the fringe. You know, Alison Spittle. We had we had Alison on. Mm. Uh, I don't think we've released that episode yet, but she she talks about it. That. Come you know, out this not, week. It is. Yeah. Oh, it is out. It's it's, yeah. it's not a cheap uh, endeavor, is it, for comedian? You just said yourself, gal. Like you know, obviously you're not getting paid for it, and you've got a you've got to finance yourself up there and stuff. And I'm sure, yeah, yeah, well, it's going to cost a lot. What's happened with me, I am so extremely lucky and I'm so grateful. And I think that maybe there's karma somewhere. But uh, I was looking into just getting a basic hotel, bed and breakfast, uh, for the whole month. And hmm. said, oh, yeah, uh, seven and a half grand. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. And that was just like a, a bed. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh. But then I've got two amazing friends and one of them's on holiday for the first two weeks and the other's on holiday for the last two weeks. So they went, do you want, do you want our houses? I was like, oh, thank you. 
Oh, amazing. But, no, but thing Get is, in there. I'm so lucky and I'm so grateful, but I, I feel for every comedian, whether mm. they're doing theatre, they're all, they're spending so much money on trying to, like, hopefully make a career or do something amazing. Me, I don't want anything out of it. I just want to go up. It's like a bucket list thing. I think, do you know what? I'm 52. I'm ancient. My mum would have wanted me to do <laughs> So I just want to go and have a laugh, and then I'm lucky enough to be, you know, staying at friends' houses. So I am super lucky. I think I figured this out, gal. I think this whole this is just one whole big scam to Airbnb out your mates' houses <laughs> during no, they, during fringe, right? No, not Airbnb. No, they just offered me. They said look after the houses. So no, they're not. Ah. No, don't do that. Rent out the room. Get get them to send you photos now. Get them all up on Airbnb. No, they just want me to. This is a tidy earner. Yeah, I, you know what? a lot of people do that, but not my friends. And they were just like, which is really kind of them. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. Bless them. Wonderful. But it still it still costs me quite a lot to get an arm and a leg. Yeah, to get the um the place I'm performing in and um, someone sent me a message. She went, "You've definitely sold one ticket on D one." One ticket. Get in oh. there. <laughs> I'm so funny. Uh, it, all, it all starts with one purchase. I'll just be one stalker sitting in the front going, I found you. <laughs> Sorry about that. That will be me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so shall we pick another one? Shall I pick one now, Stu? Yes, shall please. Go back and forward like this. Mm. Number three. Um, I would like to know. I love this, by the way, Chris. I love this at the fact that most guests struggle to find five. In saying things that Gail's done, me and you are going through a massive fuck off list just to try and narrow it down to five. <laughs> exactly. Dude, I'm, um, I'm definitely mental. So, do you know what the shit is? When you, I want to know more about when you got into trouble for writing FFF on a note in class. That's what I want to know about. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> right. So this is when I knew everything was going wrong. So I was a wee tiny person, smaller than <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I love the fact I laugh at my own things, but it's not even, I don't even know if it's funny. But um, when I was at primary school, um, do you remember when kids used to like give notes around the class going, <laughs> Oh yeah. I don't remember that. I don't know if it's a thing now, but when I was like six or seven or eight or whatever, it was like... It was always folded up about 15 times as well, wasn't it? Do you remember those little things that you did that with? Pick a colour. Pick a number. Pick a <laughs> anyway, this we know it. So my nickname was Snobby Porter. <laughs> because um, I just always wanted... Because my mum thought that Jesus was like calling her home to tell her... You know, the average stuff. But, and also. Yeah. But anyway, so these wee tiny notes used to go around. And I, my anxiety was going through the roof because I thought, please don't let the note land on my desk because, mm. our, you know, we used to get the belt in those days, you know, and not even for a sexy thing. It was just like hurting <laughs> for a teacher. Oh, God, that sounded really bad. But, um, but yeah, so the, the note landed on my desk and I'm unfolding it because I had two bullies next to me, and they're like, open the notes, snobby porter. <laughs> and I opened it up, and then my teacher, she stood up, and she's like, Gil Porter, what is the note on your desk? And I was like, I don't know. And then I opened it up, and it said, I've got to come up with different names, uh, because I don't want to name the people that are on it. Actually, I could do. So say it's like Mary and Janet. So... <laughs> They were right beside me going, oh, yeah, open it up, snobby. And so I opened it up and the, the note said, um, somebody, a male person, let's call him David. Let's call him Brian, whatever, man. But um, he was an FFF. <laughs> and um, the teacher was like, what does that mean, Gail Porter? And I was like, oh, I've got no idea. And then one of the bullies next to me, she's like, oh, my God, Gil, did you not know that Brian was behind the shed and he was feeling the fanny of Margaret, and so he's a phantom fanny feeler? And I was like, oh, no, that's a PFF. You've got that wrong. <laughs> PFF. 
Uh, you, you just need phonetics. And I'm like, sit down, you snobby little shit. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, it was it was in class. They learned something that day, Gal. I know. I taught them what phonetics were. Was- they hundred percent learned they didn't want to be friends with Gal. Like right. at that point. That's the last thing you want. And when you think you've just come up with the phantom fanny finger, like you'd be like, smash this. And like, and then someone goes, actually, that's not right. I'm also confused where the phantom bit comes from. This is the bit no one's, this is the elephant in the room that we've not confronted. Like, did she not know? Was what? he, or did he just have a white, like, did he have a white blanket over him while he did it? You know, it, it was a note. I was a snobby bitch, so I was just like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but they've used phonetics. So if it'd be a PFF, I'm like, quarter out. I was like, oh, but I got into trouble oh, for something. <laughs> I know, I know what where that come from. The, the phantom fanny feel a finger, whatever it was. Um, <laughs> Because at the time, you won't remember this, Chris, but um, Old Man Whiffin and Porter will remember that there was Tiz Was, and Tiz Was had the Phantom Flamflinger. Flamflinger, yes. Ah. Yeah. Was, again, it was a PFF, not an FFF. Mm. Yeah. Correct, correct. So uh, I reckon they bastardised that to uh, get some fingering yeah, yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did I ever tell you, Stu, I don't know if, um, if I've ever uh, told this one of... Um... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, I'm the reverse of Gal. So, like, whereas Gal ended up taking the flack for someone else writing the note, I got someone in a spot above her for a little sexy note I wrote in class once. Did I ever tell you that one? No. My God, you wrote a sexy note? Oh, my gosh. I'm so- I, wrote, I, I wrote a sexy it's note. It's right? only two seconds. I cannot wait for this. <laughs> I, so How old was you, Chris? I was young. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't... I was about nine, maybe eight. Nineteen. Yeah, ninety. I was about eight. I was in Mrs. Morgan's class. Mrs. Morgan was a Welsh teacher, and she was even back then. I was like, our teacher's quite hot. Um, but anyway, I wrote a note, and I can't remember the full particulars. But I, I, I wrote some. Ex- I said to Joanne. Oh, oh, yeah, Joanne. No one's going to know Joanne. No, oh, or, Mrs. Morgan, or Mrs. Morgan, the Welsh oh, teacher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm calling her fit. That's not a problem, is it? Like she, hello, you you just need her first name and her second name. <laughs> no, Joanne's not. The letter wasn't to the teacher. Oh, right. Okay. The, thought... le- the letter was to a girl in the classroom and it said, and it wasn't from me either. So I wrote this note pretending to be uh, one of my mates because, and I don't actually, I can't even remember why I wrote this. I don't know if you fancied her. But I wrote a note that said to Joanne and it said something along the lines of, it was quite graphic, but it was like, I'd really like to give you a pearl necklace or something along those lines. Um, because there's been a situation where I learned a lot of graphic words before I knew what they really meant. So yeah. had, like I had a, a pearl necklace. Is that like a nice thing that you put around your neck or is that something rude? It's, it's a, it's a, <laughs> We'll show you when we get up to Scotland. To your Tell me, I, I, if it's rude, I don't want to see it. Whatever it is, <laughs> oh, it's, Chris, it's Chris barking back to ejaculation again. <laughs> I thought you meant like Wait, a pretty sticky necklace. No, it's a, it's, a, it's not. I wouldn't say it's that necessarily a pretty necklace. No, it's like it's pearlescent. <laughs> God. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I wrote something like that. I can't remember. I think it might have been a long... I might have said something about licking a fanny as well. And uh, basically, I had arranged it. So this little folded up little letter... At eight, I wrote that. Eight or nine, honestly. This, um, this is explaining so much right now. I know. Yeah. Uh, something wrong with me. And I, I, I got it. So it got to Joanne and it was signed off from James. And I was watching her. I was like in the class going, hey, watch this. This is going to be brilliant. 
And I just watched Joanne open it, read it, and then just walk straight up to the teacher, give it to the teacher. And then the teacher just went mental at uh, James. And then I was like, oh. But I, I did, uh, like, I put my hands up. I did, like, I did go up straight away and go, Fuck off, bollocks. No, I did, I no, did, I did. did I, I can tell you what she said to me. Um, I went straight up there. I said, this is my, this is my masterpiece. And um, I remember Mrs. Morgan looking at me and being like, Mm, Christopher, uh, do you think we should show this to your parents or do you think you're never going to write anything like this again? And I was like, I promise I'll never do anything like that again. Do you know what, Chris? I'm, I'm so it. pleased you put your hands up. And also, how yeah. did you seal the note? Had it? No, I don't. I don't know how I got the. I don't know. I just. I just wrote the That's note and folded it up. Is it blue? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I can't. Um, I can't. Um, I can't reveal all my secrets, Gal. Because you'll uh, you'll never open a letter from me again. Ain't it funny oh. that like back then, you don't when you that. find out them words, you know, like pearl necklace. I remember vividly it was pearl necklace and Bombay roll. I didn't Bombay know what either yeah. of them meant. I don't. But know. I was like, they're well naughty. But like, I said them all the time, and I had Quite no probably. idea what they were. Yeah. So explain to me, because I don't know either of those. I've never. Right, pearl necklace is just jizzing around a girl's neck as if like you've given them a pearl necklace. Who's ever done that? Who's ever like you might you, like? That's well, not probably you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say that some sperm may have reached a girl's breast at some point, but like you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. You're not going to try and create like a a, a half crescent on someone. I, I mean, I've got enough. I don't know about you, Steve. I've got enough to do. I'm that. 50, no, mate. I've got nowhere near enough, mate. It's, just it's literally out. like a cloud of talc. Yeah, cloud of talc just comes out it's the end. It's just a cloud of talc followed by an apology. <laughs> Please. All done and dusted in about 15 seconds. So, so pleased I'm single. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and, uh, Shu, do you want to uh, explain the Bombay roll? Yeah. Uh, it, 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 that, that, that's just uh, that's a big old booby wank, isn't it? Tit wank. Yeah. One, one Savaloy, <laughs> two Baps. Who's <laughs> that, that Bombay? What? I, I, do you know what? I've never, I've never once questioned it. Why, just, why it sounds I like it should be why? on a menu. That's the thing. Why have I never questioned that? Yeah, Gal, you've asked the question. Yeah, I'm... surely I should have some point thought of. Mm. It'd be like, I don't know what. Can I go into a McDonald's? Can I just get the baps? <laughs> we tiny wiener into the middle. So I don't know. It could be a Mc... yeah. wiener what? I don't know. It should have just been called a sausage roll, really, shouldn't it? Yeah. Can I have a sausage? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't, Stu, I dare you. Next time we're both together, right, mm -hmm. one, but we've got to go into McDonald's and you've got to uh, say, uh, my friend says you've got a new a new special. Can I have the Bombay roll, please? <laughs> I know the walk brigade will be watching this going, what? <laughs> like, get over your weakness. Come on, man. Just have a... Don't, don't kill me, but don't... <laughs> There was a uh, there was a baker's in Basildon once, and when we used to go out with video cameras, just doing dumb shit. When we was like, uh, I was gonna say fourteen, when we was about twenty, uh, and we'd we'd go out of a video camera. We, we used to go to Basildon and muck about, and there was a baker's on the high street, uh, and they had a sign outside saying large baps, seedy baps, and like, and I can't think of a seedy knot. And so, and it was like, right, one at a time, we've all got to go in there. And like this poor woman behind the counter where we'd be like, uh, can I have a quick look at your big baps, please? And uh, and then someone had come in and asked to see her seedy baps. And like, she, fair play to her. She knew exactly what we was doing, but she laughed along and just went, yeah, there you go. And it was like, it was like thank you. Know, you. It was like, what was that program? Um when they go, can I get an E, please, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've never heard that one before. Yes, oh, but she's uh, she's been locked away now, that woman, isn't she? she? Oh, I probably wait know her because I've been sectioned loads. <laughs> no. Whipping them out, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, right. I get to pick uh, from uh, Gal's catalogue. Catalogue. Crazy catalogue. Uh, what we got here? Oh, do I want to go for that one? Uh, it's quite. Oh, Stu, 
sport for choice. It's like he's trying wow. to he's trying he's trying to pick up something out of the quality street tin at Christmas, isn't it? It's oh, quite nice see. now that I've sort of turned my back away from the telly box, and I can just say to like you guys who I love to bits, I'll just tell you everything. I go, yeah, take a pick. Don't care. I really, really don't care anymore. Uh, I love you, so you can take a pick of my craziness because you guys are slightly crazy. Oh, absolutely. And when you watch the, you watch TV now, and <laughs> every single day someone's done something rude or something bad. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a funny old one, isn't it? The old woke sort of thing, and like you know, uh, we less well. I guess I won't drag us too much into the TV drama, but yeah, it's funny. It's it's walking that line to be able, but being able to do something on TV which isn't sterile and boring, and also not inviting people to be fucking maniacs behind the cameras as well. I guess. Mm. Exactly. But do you know what? I was just I just refuse now to do anything. I mean, I do. I go on telly to do my charity work and say, do you know mm. what? I'm here to do it. Every time I go on, I get really anxious and I think, oh, this is just not, it's hostile. It was not like top of the pop. Mm. It's not like big breakfast where we're all just having mm. fun. It's not nice. And so we can use different mediums to get your word across. And I could not think of anything worse than working on the telly box. Yeah. Unless David Attenborough wanted me to go like <laughs> Galapagos Islands or something, then yeah, I'm in. I don't think there's anyone who would. I know, exactly. Well, Anything I'm gonna wildlife, happiness, mental health, I'm in. But all the rest of it, I'm just like, what are you all talking about? Don't even know. Right. What? Well, I'm gonna take you back because I want you to tell me about working on Taggart. Oh. <laughs> damn you. <laughs> so this was so um for anyone that doesn't know Taggart, Taggart was a, a detective series in Scotland. Um, I, I, I'm i not sure if they showed it in England or not. I don't yeah, of course. It's huge. Well, I don't know, because I was like I think I was 17 or 18 at the time. And um, my friend was a makeup artist on Taggart. And she said, would you like to come on and be a runner? And so as a runner, you basically just do anything for free because you just want to get involved in the whole industry. I was like, yeah, Taggart, amazing. Mark McManus, legend. And um, one thing I will tell you, apparently he never actually said, there's been a murder. <laughs> or I think he used to say that there's been an incident and da da da. And uh, so, don't know. Really? Never actually said them words? Know, like, Google it. But I, I, someone t- said to me, he's never actually said, because he didn't say it when I was working on it, there's been a murder. Yeah. He's like, there's an incident, everybody sat down. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, so they just said, you know, basically just come in and you've got to cover a whole bunch of people's jobs that haven't turned up. And I was like, oh my gosh, amazing, wonderful. I met Mark McManus for about one minute and then he went off to his caravan because, you know, back in the day, they didn't have like big fancy things and he just had a wee tiny caravan, which is fine. Uh, And he loved his caravan. I love caravans. But um, so I had to go and work with um, old age pensioners and they were extras and they got paid a hundred pounds a day, hundred pounds a day. And... um, yeah, I was getting nothing. So, so there was like we went to Glasgow University, and it's a beautiful building. If you've never been there, it's stunning. So they've got like, um, like there's one half of the building here, one half of the building here. So the actual proper director who knew what he was doing, he was over there with all the extras, all the old, and then I was over here with all the extras, and all the old ladies and, and gentlemen. And um, so we were told, <clears throat> they, were <laughs> they said, that, right, what you need to do, so we're going to have the cameras coming in, the Jimmy Jibs, it's all different names for big cameras, coming in from everywhere. And they said, what you need to do is tell the extras, do not overreact when Mark McManus comes out. There's been an incident. So, <laughs> so I was chatting to all the lovely old people that I was working with. I'm like, hello, my name's Gil Porter. I'm not getting paid. But what's going to happen is Mark McManus, Daggert, in case you don't, you can't like hmm. differentiate, but um, he's going to come out and say there's been an incident. So you just have to sit still and just like look at each other and go, oh, oh. you know, actor stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. And, Oh no, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I thought, I've got this, I've got this, it's totally fine. Uh, But before I get to the the end of it, so when it got to lunchtime, and I was like, right, so basically, 
um, lovely old people, um, we've got sandwiches, we've got cheese, or we've got ham. And they went, oh, we've got better on take the high road. I was like, I don't know. I don't walk and take the high road. So anyway, so anyway, we get back to <laughs> in the studio. And so everyone's sitting. Everyone's like super cool. And um, my law, cameras, action, Mark McManus, just to let you know, everybody, there's been an incident. This lot, he's got a really nice director. They're all going, oh, no. My lot, standing up, going, oh, you're crazy. Oh, no way. Oh, you're joking me. Oh, come on. Now. And they were like, who's looking after that? Who's looking after that? I was like, not me. No, not me. Hold on. Oh, no, I'm going to phone my mum. Oh, it was like, I just, you had to just sit. So, yeah, then I didn't work there again. Ever. So, all the amateur dramatics came out. You know what? That's your first day. That was a lot. Wasn't it to put on you to be their to be their acting coach? I don't suppose they you you expected to be an acting coach on your first day. It's, it's like when you say to someone like just don't don't do anything, just go. Oh gosh, and they go. Hey, we've we've got it, Gail. We've got it. I was like, have you? Oh god. And then suddenly they're all up going. Oh, this is so dramatic. Oh no. I was like, yeah. So yeah, I got. Some- What's weird is, it's like you know, fast forward a few years. And there you are on your, your your little, you know, standing on your crate on top of the pops, and uh, oh, we don't and, <laughs> and at that point, you, you know, you you're then saying the complete opposite. That's when you want the crowd to go absolutely <laughs> like bonkers, isn't it? Not not people that just found out that someone's died in a church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that weren't the direction they were giving on top of the pot. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Right, coming up next, we've got the main three preachers. One scale, one scale announces prodigy. No way is this happening, there's a death. You know, like, oh, <laughs> oh, fantastic. <clears throat> Okay, right, We're, Christopher. We are at the top spot. We are. Now, now look, I don't, I, I'm not sure, Gal. You're going to have to forgive me. We're at number one. I, you're going to have to forgive me uh, if, if you've told Stu or us this story before and my brain's been like a sieve and not remembered it because I just feel like this one would stick if I've heard it before. But you, uh, this message says, I have a wee cranky story. And I would, I'd love to hear your wee cranky story, that's for sure. Because... With the crankies get quite a lot of a shout out on this uh, on this podcast. They're uh, mm. yeah, they're well loved. So let's hear what what you got for us. Love to hear this. Well, um, <laughs> so basically, the crankies it's just wrong. Mm. So could you imagine your husband saying to your wife, "Well, I've got a really really great idea." <laughs> I'm going yeah. to be a headmaster of a school and you're going to be a wee tiny, tiny schoolboy and you'll sit on my lap. No, we get divorced. That's just fucking... <laughs> That's a red flag, right? And then it's, <laughs> they did this whole thing that they sold their story to um, some tabloid. I'm not going to name it in case I get sued. Mm. They sold a... Ma- it's the daily record. But anyway, they sold <laughs> the whole story about the fact they were swingers. and that They were swingers, weren't they? Do you remember that? Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. swings a bell. I think Shoes told me. They were swingers. They were swingers. Imagine that. You turn up at a swingers party and you've got Honey, I Shrunk Nicola Sturgeon there with like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being funny. Nicola Sturgeon does get called Jim Cranky a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you know, it's nothing to do with me, not legally. uh, When, I mean, you know, I'm not suggesting anything untoward, but like, no, when people look back at like, you know, your Savills and things like that and go, oh my God, there's no shocker there. Look at that. But when you actually think like, there's a woman dressed as a schoolboy sitting on her husband's knee, Mm. it's all sorts of weird, isn't it? And I'm not suggesting there was anything like that going on, but... There, weird yeah. shit went down in the eighties, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was so much. I mean, there's so many things I could tell you, but I, I would get arrested. But, <laughs> but I can talk about this because it's fine. But um, what happens was um, my mum, <laughs> my mum. Honestly, every time I speak, I think I'm going to get sectioned again. Don't section me. I'm okay. Uh, but my mum bought tickets to go to pantomime, which is a big thing in Scotland. I don't know how big it is. I mean, I think it's a big thing mm. now in London. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. In Scotland, it was like, you know, this was our, like, well done for not, like, killing people at school and stuff. So um, so the Crankies were playing at the King's Theatre in Edinburgh. 
and I was covered. I had the measles, head to toe. And my mom had bought tickets to go and see the crankies doing whatever they were doing, something weird and probably illegal, but they were trying to make it like funny and family friendly. But um, so my mom said, and I said, Mama, I can't go because I, I'm in, you know, I, you know, people can catch the measles off me. She went, no, it's totally fine, right? Because then if other children get it, then they've got it and then they won't have it another time. I was like, well, yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. I'm, I'm like seven. And she's like, no. So, right, I've bought the tickets and they've cost me seven pounds. <laughs> I was like, right, okay, so I, I don't know what's happening here. What's happening to him? So she went to Boots and she bought, um, like, this, uh, like, cover-up, like, <laughs> yeah. She coloured in all my spots so no one could see the fact that I had spots. <laughs> and then she bought a duffel coat. But do you remember the duffel coats that had the, the, the strings? Yeah. Yeah. So Because she didn't want me to scratch myself in front of people. So she got that and she gave me a balaclava. She looked like Kenny from South Park. Exactly. So I'm turning up like this, and I'm in so much pain, just wanting to itch. She's like, do not itch. We've bought tickets for this. It's the crankies, okay? And I'm, and I'm sitting like this. And she's like, no. And everyone's like having ice cream. She's like, no, you have to have something with a straw because no one can see your mouth because you've got spots. And I was like, so all the kids are like having ice cream, having a great day. I just want to itch. And I'm sitting there like Kenny from Swithart going, and then they're like, the, the crankers going, fam, dabby, dozy. And I couldn't even do that because my arms were like adjoined. Like that. Oh, I can only do one thumb at a time. <laughs> you can't do two thumbs because they're adjoined to each other. You must In have been mittens. sweating, sweating buckets and all the kids are eating ice cream around you. That sounds like, like on face value, oh, I've got tickets to see the crankies. Yes, but there's a catch. What's that? You're going to suffer yeah. all the way through it. And you'd be like this. you go, oh, can I get can I get the wee tiny juice? And I was like, <laughs> try and scratch myself. She's good. Didn't do that. And then when she pushed my hand that way, the other hands go like that. Oh! <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is like the worst day ever. So I don't go to pantomimes anymore. It makes sense. It makes I mean, sense. Yeah, it's fair. That's, that sounds like a pretty traumatic. And, and that's so of its time as well, isn't it? That, and also, like, well, we just get, just give the kids measles. Like they've got to have them. Get them out of the way now. And it was just like people used to have like chicken box parties and measles parties where they would yeah, get yeah. all the kids together and just go, right, just get it all done and dusted. Do you think it's still a thing? It might still be a thing now, is it? I don't and know. The Yankees had sex parties, so do you know what? It was all just really confusing. It was really yeah. confusing for me. I was like, Hopefully, I don't confuse the measles party with the sex party. That's where I like. Yeah, but I think, do you know what? I always thought when I was getting older, I thought, how do they get laid? And I can't. <laughs> because you're sitting there in a duffel coat in mittens looking like a little terrorist, yeah. just sitting there in a balaclava. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very niche uh, cat category on, on Pornhub, that is, isn't it? The crankies. <laughs> <laughs> that is surreal, isn't it? I, I mean, yeah, we're walking Jim, into a little, little Jimmy Cranky fell off a beanstalk. Like, <laughs> what? Just to bring it, just to bring it back to ejaculation, yeah. you would have to scream "Fan Dabby Dozy" at that point, wouldn't you? You'd have to. Panter, <laughs> <laughs> bless her, and she was like trying to climb up a beanstalk, and then the beanstalk collapsed, and then. Oh, Everything around everything to do with the crankies is just weird. Yeah, are they st- are they still both alive? I presume they are. I don't think I've heard any of the crankies. Have, yeah, have I don't passed. think I don't think anyone's died, but I think they're. Yeah, I don't know. After I read that sex story, my my childhood was destroyed. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. just dashed on the rocks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's all sorts of strange. Well, look, we've 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 hit the hour we've mark. Hit the number one, and yeah. uh, and we've done your number one. So, um, Gal. It's always so lovely seeing you and, and, and having a and having a, a natter with you, mate. And we're you know, so proud that you've done this, you know, not the podcast, like but um but yeah, the show in well Edinburgh. Done for putting up like, with us for another hour. <laughs> there was only three references so to come this time. Chris and Stu, we're so proud of you. <laughs> I'll just say something because I love you both so much and I we love you. it makes my day to know that I was doing this today and I was just like I'm so excited. And I know I talk to oh. you a lot, but you know, we we're hundred percent behind you for this, girl. 
And yeah, super, super proud of you. You've, you've supported this podcast from mm, literally day absolutely. one. And uh, and you've been so generous with your time and kindness. So uh, yeah, we love you dearly, uh, Gal. And we wish you all the best with this show. Yeah. Can't can't wait to hear how it all goes. And, uh, and, also, and yeah, once again, where is it? And what is it called? It's the Assembly... Assembly Club Rooms in George Square. And also, one thing, big up to Big Papa Jane. Oh, oh he's on he's on the road. Oh, oh, hopefully he's on he, well, he's on the men now. On the men. Um, Love him dearly. Yeah. He uh he, he messaged me yesterday. He's been added to a um a stag do group. Um oh, for, our, oh, for, our, for our mate, Mr. Gerald's stag do. And uh <laughs> and everybody was just started abusing each other and after <laughs> God knows how long, Justin just chipped in. He went, uh, right, lads, uh, I think I'm thinking of ordering a vape. Does everyone want to chip in? <laughs> He's oh, off his yes, face. So, uh, he's back on it. He's back on it. <laughs> so I'm like, he's all right now. He's all right. But, um, but yeah, so what we'll do, um, go in, uh, we'll tag you in this when it goes out. So if people head over to your socials, they can find out more about the show and where they mm-hmm. can see it and, and, and tickets and such. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're so kind. Oh, it's an absolute Our pleasure. pleasure. Our pleasure. And that was a lot of fun. Oh, it really was. We're going to press stop, but don't go anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.